0: CHAPTER FIVE OF COLLECTED PAPERS ON ANALYTICAL PSYCHOLOGY This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kurt from Tucson, Arizona. COLLECTED PAPERS ON ANALYTICAL PSYCHOLOGY BY CARL GUSTAV Jung. TRANSLATED BY CONSTANCE ELLEN LONG, 1867-1923 to 1923. CHAPTER Five, ON THE SIGNIFICANCE OF NUMBER DREAMS The symbolism of numbers, which greatly engaged the imaginative philosophy of earlier centuries, has again acquired a fresh interest from the analytic investigations of Freud and his school. But in the material of number dreams, we no longer discover conscious puzzles of symbolic concatenations of numbers, but the unconscious roots of the symbolism of numbers. There is scarcely anything quite fundamentally new to offer in this sphere since the presentations of Freud, Adler, and Steckel. It must here suffice to corroborate their experiences by recording parallel cases. I have had under observation a few cases of this kind, which are worth reporting for their general interest. The first three instances are from a middle-aged married man whose conflict of the moment was an extra-conjugal love affair. The piece of the dream from which I take the symbolized number is, in front of the manager his general subscription. The manager comments on the high number of the subscription it reads, 2477. The analysis of the dream brings out a rather ungentlemanly reckoning up of the expense of the affair, which is foreign to the generous nature of the dreamer and which the unconscious makes use of as a resistance to this affair. The preliminary interpretation is, therefore, that the number has some financial importance and origin, a rough estimate of the expenses so far leads to a number which in fact approaches 2,477 francs. A more exact reckoning, however, gives 2,387 francs, which could be only arbitrarily translated into 2,477. I then left the numbers to the free association of the patient. It occurs to him that the figure in the dream should be divided as 24-77 perhaps it is a telephone number. This supposition proves incorrect. The next association is that it is the total of some numbers. Reminiscence then occurs to him that he once told me that he had celebrated the 100th birthday of his mother and himself when his mother was 65 and he was 35 years old. Their birthdays are on the same day. In this way, the patient arrived at the following series of associations. He is born on 26, Roman numeral 2. His mistress, 28, Roman numeral 8. His wife, 1, Roman numeral 3. His mother, his father is long dead, 26, Roman numeral 2. His two children, 29, Roman numeral 4, and 13, Roman numeral 7. The patient is born, Roman numeral 2, 75. His mistress, Roman numeral 8, 85. He is now 36 years old, his mistress, 25. If this series of associations is written in the usual figures, the following edition is arrived at. Twenty-six, Roman numeral two, sixty-two, twenty-eight Twenty-eight, Roman numeral eight, 288. One, Roman numeral three, 13. Twenty-six, Roman numeral two, 262. Twenty-nine, Roman numeral four, 294. Thirteen, Roman numeral seven, one hundred thirty-seven. Roman numeral two, seventy-five, two hundred and seventy-five. Roman numeral eight, eighty-five, 36, 25, twenty-five, thirty-six, thirty-six, for a sum of two thousand four hundred and seventy-seven. This series, which includes all the members of his family, gives the number 2,477. This construction led to a deeper layer of the dream's meaning. The patient is most closely united to his family, but on the other hand very much in love. This situation provokes a severe conflict. The detailed description of the manager's appearance, which I leave out for the sake of brevity, Pointed to the analyst, from whom the patient rightly fears and desires firm control and criticism of his condition of dependence and bondage. The dream which followed soon afterwards, reported in brief, runs The analyst asks the patient what he actually does at his mistress, to which the patient replied, He plays there, and that indeed on a very high number, on 152. The analyst remarks, you are sadly cheated. The analysis displayed again a repressed tendency to reckon up the expense of the affair. The amount spent monthly was close on 152 francs. It was from 148 to 158 francs. The remark that he was being cheated alludes to the point at issue in the difficulties of the patient with his mistress. She maintains that he had deflowered her he on the contrary is firmly convinced that she was not a virgin and that she had already been seduced by someone else at the time when he was seeking her favors and she was refusing him the expression number leads to the associations the number of the gloves caliber number from there the next step was to the fact that he recognized at the first coitus a noticeable width of the opening instead of the expected resistance of the hymen to him this is proof of the deception the unconscious naturally makes use of this opportunity as an effective means of opposition to the relationship one hundred and fifty-two proves at first refractory to further analysis the number on a subsequent occasion aroused the really not remote association house number. Then came this series of associations. When the patient first knew her, the lady lived at X Street, number 17, then Y Street, number 129, then Z Street, number 48. Here the patient thought that he had clearly gone far beyond 152, the total being 194. It then occurred to him that the lady had removed from 48 Z Street at his instigation for certain reasons. It must therefore run 194 minus 48 equals 146. She now lives in A Street number 6. Therefore, 146 plus 6 equals 152. The following dream was obtained during a later part of the analysis. The patient dreamt that he had received an account from the analyst in which he was charged interest for delay in payment from the period September 3rd to 29th. The interest, on the total of 315 francs, was 1 franc. Under this reproach of meanness and avariciousness leveled at the analyst, the patient covered, as analysis proved, a violent, unconscious envy. Diverse things in the life of the analyst can arouse the patient's envy. One fact here in particular had recently made a marked impression. His physician had received an addition to the family the disturbed relations between the patient and his wife unfortunately does not permit such an expectation in his case, hence his ground for envy and individuous comparisons. As before, the analysis of 315 produces a separation into three, one, five. To three, he associates. His doctor has three children. Just lately, there is one in addition. He himself would have five children were all living. As it is, he has three minus one equals two living, for three of the children were stillborn. The symbolism of the numbers is not exhausted by these associations. The patient remarks that the period from 3rd to 29th September contains 26 days. His next thought is to add this and the other figures of the dream. 26, 315, 1 for a total of 342. With 342, he carries out the same operation as on 315, splitting it into 3, 4, 2. Whereas before it came out that his doctor had three children and then had another, and the patient had five, now it runs. The doctor had three children, and now has four patient has only two he remarks on this that the second figure sounds like a rectification in contrast with the wish fulfillment of the first the patient who had discovered this explanation for himself without my help declared himself satisfied his physician however was not to him it seemed that the above disclosures did not exhaust the rich possibilities that determined the unconscious images the patient had for instance added to the figure five that of the stillborn children one was born in the ninth month and two in the seventh he also emphasized the fact that his wife had had two miscarriages one in the fifth week and the other in the seventh Adding these figures together we get the determination of the number 26. Child of seven months, seven, nine for a total of 23. Two miscarriages at five plus seven weeks, three for a total of 26. It seems as if the number 26 were determined by the number of the lost times of pregnancy. This time, twenty-six days, denotes in the dream a delay for which the patient was charged one franc interest. He has, in fact, suffered a delay through the lost pregnancies, for his doctor has, during the time the patient has known him, surpassed him with one child. One franc must be one child. We have already seen the tendency of the patient to add together all his children, even the dead ones, in order to outdo his rival. The thought that his physician had outdone him by one child could easily react immediately upon the determination of one. We will therefore follow up this tendency of the patient and carry on his play with figures by adding to the figure twenty-six the two complete pregnancies of nine months each. Twenty-six plus nine plus nine equals forty-four. If we follow the tendency to split up the numbers we get 2 plus 6 and 4 plus 4, two groups of figures which have only this in common, that each group gives 8 by addition. These numbers are, as we must notice, composed entirely of the months of pregnancy given by the patient. Compare with them those groups of figures which contain the information as to the doctor's fecundity, viz. 315 and 342 it is to be noted that the resemblance lies in their sum total giving nine nine minus eight equals one it looks as if here likewise the notion about the differentiation of one were carried out as the patient remarked three hundred and fifteen seems thus a wish fulfilment three hundred and forty two on the other hand a rectification an ingenious, fancy playing round will discover the following difference between the two numbers. 3 times 1 times 5 equals 15. 3 times 4 times 2 equals 24. 24 minus 15 equals 9. Here again we come upon the important figure 9, which neatly combines the reckoning of the pregnancies and births. IT IS DIFFICULT TO SAY WHERE THE borderline OF PLAY BEGINS, NECESSARILY SO, FOR THE UNCONSCIOUS PRODUCT IS THE CREATION OF A SPORTIVE FANCY, OF THAT PSYCHIC IMPULSE OUT OF WHICH PLAY ITSELF ARISES. IT IS REPUGNANT TO THE SCIENTIFIC MIND TO HAVE SERIOUS DEALINGS WITH THIS ELEMENT OF PLAY, WHICH ON ALL SIDES LOSES ITSELF IN THE VAGUE. But it must never be forgotten that the human mind has for thousands of years amused itself with just this kind of game. It were therefore nothing wonderful if this historic past again compelled admission and dream to similar tendencies. The patient pursues in his waking life similar fantastic tendencies about figures, as is seen in the fact already mentioned of the celebration of the 100th birthday. Their presence in the dream, therefore, need not surprise us. In a single example of unconscious determination, exact proofs are often lacking, but the sum of our experiences entitles us to rely upon the accuracy of the individual discoveries. In the investigation of free creative fantasy, we are in the region, almost more than anywhere else, of broad empiricism a high measure of discretion as to the accuracy of individual results is consequently required but this in no wise obliges us to pass over in silence what is active and living for fear of being execrated as unscientific there must be no parleying with the superstition phobia of the modern mind for this itself is a means by which the secrets of the unconscious are kept veiled it is of special interest to see how the problems of the patient are mirrored in the unconscious of his wife. His wife had the following dream. She dreamt, and this is the whole dream, Luke 137. The analysis of the number gives the following. To one she associates, the doctor has another child. He had three. If all her children were living, she would have seven. Now she has only three minus one equals two. But she desires one plus three plus seven equals eleven, a twin number, one and one, which expresses her wish that her two children had been pairs of twins, for then she would have reached the same number of children as the doctor. Her mother once had twins. The hope of getting a child by her husband is very precarious. This had, for a long time, turned her ideas in the unconscious towards a second marriage. Other fantasies pictured her as done with, i.e. having reached a climacteric at forty-four. She is now thirty-three years old, therefore in eleven years she will have reached her forty-fourth year. This is an important period as her father died in his forty-fourth year. Her fantasy of the forty-fourth year contains the idea of the death of her father. This emphasis on the death of her father corresponds to the repressed fantasy of the death of her husband, who is the obstacle to a second marriage. At this place, the material belonging to the dream, Luke 137, comes in to solve the conflict. The dreamer is, one soon discovers, in no wise well up in her Bible. She has not read it for an incredible time. She is not at all religious. It would be, therefore, quite purposeless to have recourse to associations here. The dreamer's ignorance of her Bible is so great she did not even know that the citation Luke 137 could only refer to the Gospel of St. Luke. When she turned up the New Testament, she came to the Acts of the Apostles. As chapter 1 has only 26 verses and not 37, she took the 7th verse. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But if we turn to Luke 1, 37, we find the Annunciation of the Virgin. Verse 35 The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee, Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Verse 36, And behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is her sixth month with her, who is called barren. Verse 37, For with God nothing shall be impossible. The necessary continuation of the analysis of Luke 137 demanded the looking up of Luke 13:7, where it says, Verse 6, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon, and found none. Verse 7, Then he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, BEHOLD, THESE THREE YEARS I COME SEEKING FRUIT ON THIS FIG-TREE, AND FIND NONE. CUT IT DOWN, WHY CUMBERETH IT THE GROUND? THE FIG-TREE, WHICH FROM ANTIQUITY HAS BEEN A SYMBOL OF THE MALE GENITAL, IS TO BE CUT DOWN ON ACCOUNT OF ITS UNFRUITFULNESS. THIS PASSAGE IS IN COMPLETE ACCORD WITH INNUMERABLE SADISTIC FANTASIES OF THE DREAMER, CONCERNED WITH THE CUTTING OR BITING OFF OF THE PENIS, the relation to her husband's unfruitful organ is obvious. That she withdraws her libido from her husband is clear for he is impotent as regard herself. It is equally clear that she undergoes regression to the father, which the father hath put in his own power, and identifies herself with her mother who had twins. By thus advancing her age, the dreamer places her husband, in regard to herself, in the position of a son or boy, of an age at which impotency is normal. Furthermore, the desire to overcome her husband is easily understood from, and amply evidenced in her earlier analysis. It is therefore only a confirmation of what has been already said, if... Following up on the matter of Luke 137, we find in Luke 7, verse 12, Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. 14. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still, and he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. In the particular psychological situation of the dreamer, the allusion to the resurrection presents a delightful meaning as the cure for her husband's impotency. Then the whole problem would be solved. There is no need for me to point out in so many words the numerous wish-fulfillments contained in this material. They are obvious to the reader. The important combination of the symbol, Luke 137, must be conceived as cryptomnesia, since the dreamer is quite unversed in the Bible. Both Flournoy and myself have already drawn attention to the important effects of this phenomenon. So far as one can be humanly certain, the question of any manipulation of the material with intent to deceive does not come into consideration in this case. Those well-posted in psychoanalysis will be able to allay any such suspicion simply from the disposition and setting of the material as a whole. End of chapter 5